Oh, happy Friday, guys. We yes. got a special, special one. You guys are in for a treat. Woo! Alan Maldonado. Dude. A man. It's this so guy. good. I, and he's been everywhere. If you've got Netflix, you've seen him. I mean, yeah. uh, Project Power and fucking Sneakerheads. It's yeah. like he's been number one on Netflix forever. Yeah. It's badass. Like, he's really fun, too. I'm super excited because, I mean, this guy literally plays Ja Rule in a freaking <laughs> yes. like, a little guest appearance. It's so freaking funny. But this guy, I mean, so motivational, can pump so yes. many people up. I'm so super excited for everyone to hear this interview. And if you're a Stephen Amell fan, he, he's getting ready to go toe-to-toe. Yeah. He's going to go head-to-head with Stephen Amell. He put on 25 pounds of muscle for this shit. What? You don't know what we're talking about? Listen to the interview. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned after the industry news segment. But now, let's get a little crazy. Let's get a little crazy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, it feels good to be back. Woo! Ready doing what we'd love to do. You yes. guys know it is episode 132 this week. Oof, 132. Insane. Absolutely insane. If you're watching the YouTube video, we look a little different, don't we? We do. We're getting Woo. a little getting a little professional. Yeah, we got some new lighting. Yeah. Woo. Looking good, man. Looking yeah. good. If you're listening on podcast platforms, be sure to go back on Saturday or Sunday and watch the YouTube video. You're not gonna want to miss it. Just keep up. Upgrading and upgrading. Exactly. Elevating. Always raising the bar, man. Always raising the bar. Trying to be the best. Exactly. Trying to be the best. I can't believe we were talking about this earlier this morning, but I cannot believe it has been eight months since our 100th episode yeah that's we are crazy. just rocking and rolling flying towards that 150th Hell like yeah. i can't even believe dude i know it's like what absolutely wild Woo! man absolutely wild and we want to thank our our fans one more time yes we made the month of october yes. i'm so super thrilled about it 27th we placed 27th yes. we're still shooting for that number one spot but we i mean are. the number one person has been up there for like four months four in a row, months in a <laughs> yeah. row. but we're we gonna get them we're we gonna, gonna get them but for the hot fifth list again uh and thank you to podcast magazine yes. we were interviewed so you go, you guys are going to be able to check us out uh in an article in the magazine pretty soon yeah so we're super pumped about that and uh man just so much going on a lot man. happening man a lot happening Woo! but you guys know your host with the most myself j-lo fantastic and the one and only mouse what's up guys oh guys we got a lot to talk about whole, today woo, woo, a whole bunch of shit. industry yeah. news whole bunch of shit i mean one of the best movies of all time, obviously, The Godfather. Woo! I mean, they're making a movie about making The Godfather. Which was pretty contentious for anybody who doesn't know. It was not a pretty path to get The Godfather made. Yeah. So it's going to be, yeah, this is going to be great. Dude, like, and with the people attached to this thing, oh, oh it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Like, super excited about huge. that. Huge. It's going to be huge. You know. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> I have COVID. <laughs> 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 But yeah, man, so much to talk about. Of course, you guys know Disney, Warner Media, uh, fucking a whole bunch of shit, man. We're, mm. we're super pumped. Lots but, of superhero news. Yeah, lots of superhero news. Before we get that anything started, though, you guys know, be sure to head over to our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. Yes. The new merchandise is selling out like crazy, man. What? Like, oh. so super happy about that. Like I talked about uh, in a few promotional posts, our sales are up. 60% since yes. last month. I, I credit Jeremy Gordon. Yeah, seriously. Man, he He's has been, been a walking... Woo! 
billboard for our merchandise, dude. Yeah. How awesome is that sweatshirt, though? We are getting a ton of comments about the sweatshirt with the with the, just the head, the ant head. Jeremy's been rocking that, and we've been getting lit up about where can people get it. The website. The website, guys. The website, man. Oh, super excited. Super excited. We appreciate all you guys. And also, stay tuned. Uh, Thanksgiving night, we'll be releasing some Christmas holiday ones. Yes. So fun stuff. Fun stuff. That's going to be really fun. I know. Super excited. Uh, let's get this thing started, though. I Woo! mean, cans. Yes. Cons. Cans. Cons. Cons! No, that's no, no, Star Trek. No, that's not it. No, no. It's been canceled, or at least the in-person thing has been canceled. They said they are going to still put on like a virtual event for anybody who submitted and either wants to go see. Uh, it's going to run on October 27th through the 29th. And yes. And that's going to be uh, four feature films and for this year's official selection. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. And, of course, short films are still going to be in it as well. And, yeah, I'm super interested to see how this is actually going to do. And they confirmed next year's schedule for mm-hmm. the festival as well already. Um, it's going to be May 11th through May 22nd. So, let's hope. Yeah. I let's, mean, let's hope that, you know, people finally get smart enough and get this thing out of there and there's yeah. not a surge again and we have Dude. to, oh. Yeah, super, super worried about the winter months coming up, to be honest. I mean, because yeah. people, that's when people get sick anyway. I mean. So, I yeah, it's super scary, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do. So, I just feel like, you know, anytime we tell you dates, just say that's tentative. Right. Because, like, I mean, you know, they can lock down dates all they want to, but we don't know at this point. Yeah. So, it nah, is nah, what nah. it is, man. It is what it is. Um, Ooh, this next one. Yeah, movie chains, they're, they're hitting. They're getting hit hard yeah. by the virus. And, I mean, even with some of them opening back up, even though it's not at its full capacity, it's still hurting them a big time. So they're looking for help. Yeah, they sent a letter to Congress this week uh, asking for a bailout. You remember a yeah. few years back when the, the banks – Pulled that, you know, we're too big to fail and they were all in money trouble and they had the government bail them out. Well, that's what the theaters are hoping to do. Yeah. They reached out to Congress and uh, asked the, several of the congressional leaders, we need help. You know, we, we're suffering big time from this pandemic and, uh-huh. and we're going bankrupt and, and you know, we, we got to help us out or we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. And some biggies, man. More than 70 directors, producers, and writers signed on to this thing. Wes Anderson, Judd Apatow, James Cameron, Clint Eastwood, Paul Feig, Greta Gerwig, Barry Jenkins, Steve McQueen. Just some of the names that have signed on to the 70 signatures on this list. So. Yeah. I mean – <laughs> I mean, the theaters are America's pastime right now. I feel it's like true. there's so many huge blockbuster movies that people love to go to go see to the movie theater and with their family. So it, it's rough. It's definitely rough. I think maybe this is going to be one that we might talk about on It Calf Behind the Scenes because I think so, we yeah. got to get more in depth. Because I I have some theories. Maybe like the solution to it would be studios buying theaters. I like, mean, maybe. You know? I, you know, they released a statement. The studios released a statement saying that if the bailout doesn't happen and the theaters do close, they would have to drastically change their approach towards future movie making. Yeah, they would have to. So, I mean, you know, it, it's already they're looking at like what happens if. Yeah. We know they've been trying the streaming stuff. We know they've been doing the pay on demand kind of. Yeah. But what happens when you don't have any other choice? Right. Yeah. So stay tuned for the it calf behind the scenes thing. We'll be getting that out there soon because, yeah, I think we need to deep dive into this one. Yeah. Completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, heading over to Disney, the Mouse House. <laughs> Not good news. Yeah. They, they took a hit this week as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of. 
A lot of kind of shitty things. I mean, we're just trying to get it out of the way, though. A lot of shitty things. And some good things. And but some good yeah. things, but, we, you know, we got to get the crap out of the way. Um, Disney announced this week that the company will be laying off 28,000 staff members at the theme parks. And this yeah. is coming a lot from uh, the, Imaginor- uh, the Imagination. Yeah, like- over 400 of those 28,000 are coming from the Imagineer group. Those are the yeah. people, if you're unfamiliar, that design and create the rides at Disney World. Yeah, so. so- so that that tells me Woo. no new rides anytime soon. Exactly. Like especially when these things open back up. Um, it's super crazy. They say sixty seven percent of the people that were laid off were part time workers. Right. But still, a lot of people survive on part time wages. So yeah. It's yeah. scary. And guys, keep in mind before you get mad at Disney for doing yeah, this. Yeah. They have been keeping all of these employees hired and paying them and giving them their benefits even the part-time employees since april yeah okay and the the theme parks guys they make up a third of disney's total revenue so the fact that they were closed as long as they were closed and disneyland is still closed so i mean guys you can only go so long without making money yeah before you start running out of money and you have to make these cuts and so the, the choice is you know lay off these people or no Disney. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It really is. Yeah, everything's up in the air. And I mean, the California governor just uh, tried to send a letter out, and or the senator send a letter to the governor, tried to figure everything out so they can, because that's a huge revenue. Like like we said, that's a huge revenue source. And I mean, especially with theme parks in Anaheim. Like, so we'll see. We'll keep mm. uh, watching this one, see what happens. But it's it's really unfortunate. Especially I just for can't Disney. imagine a world without Disney. So I mean, whatever they have to do do it right (laughs) that's all i'm saying yeah i agree i I agree i don't want to be bigger than the mouse because there is no mouse okay exactly not because they deflated exactly we want to get there like you know we want to work our way up that's right oh man but uh d23 everybody knows that is disney studios ultimate fan like conundrum yes like fucking where everybody sees all the special events i'm sure that this was where like marvel and all these places there are all these studios were going to announce all their shit yeah that's normal Basically, where you see the big Avengers yeah, reunions. It's, it's or, like you know. Comic-Con, basically, yeah. for Disney specifically. Yep. Um, but yeah, apparently they are also uh, setting dates for an in-person conference in Anaheim, the convention center. Uh, for They're moving it to uh, 2022 mm. on 9-11. Interesting date. Well, I hope it's um, 9 through the 11th. I hope. That's okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, 9 was, through the 11th. I thought the same thing, too. Like, I'm what? like, 9-11? No, no, no. But I think it's the 9th through the 11th. Yeah, okay. Okay. But it, but that's a valid point because it still will be on September 11th. Yeah. That last day so will I, still be... I wonder if they'll say anything. Like, I you always know. have to say something. Yeah. Like, even, Just, like, even though I wasn't around for it the day that Pearl Harbor happened, like, you think about it. Yeah, like you I mean, go back and you think about the shit that happened on our land. So I mean, I'll just be happy to finally see them making big announcements again, even if it, dude, we do yeah. have to wait another year and a half before it happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I didn't even realize this was a biannual thing. Yeah, like I, I always thought it was every year, but I mean, you know, the years are flying by now. I think they kind of like try to stagger it with Comic Con yeah. so that they don't, you know, that makes sense. But they did have a big announcement this week, huge. though, which is super huge. 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 The rumors have all been confirmed. We all knew that Miss Marvel was coming. Okay? Well, now it's official. Marvel Studios has tapped newcomer. And when I say newcomer, I mean newcomer. Nothing like, on the We board. couldn't even find her yeah. on our favorite app, IMD- IMDb Pro. Like, she's just, like, straight up new. Yeah. Um, 
Aman Vellani is going to star in Miss Marvel. Um, and for you guys who know, um, that, that centers around the first Pakistani-American Muslim superhero. Yeah. She was that in the comic books. She's going to be the first in the MCU live-action universe. Um, so that's super exciting. And she's a huge fan of Captain Marvel. And so she, like, emulates and wants to be like her and uh, use, you know, her force to help the world be good. And she's got some superpowers. She can actually manipulate size and shape. Mm. Um so and Kevin Feige has confirmed there are, there are no doubts about it. She is going to springboard from this series into the movies. Fantastic. So the pressure of like I can't even imagine what it must be like to be like a newcomer with nothing under your belt. You're 16 years old and you're going to be thrust into the most powerful film franchise in movie history. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, she obviously had to stand out from everybody else that auditioned. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited about it because, like, we talk about all the time on the podcast, it's more than just black or white when it comes to diversity. So to cast a Muslim, like, superhero, like, it's going to be epic. I'm so super excited. It's true. Like you said, her first ever role and being this huge role, she's established. But I agree because, I mean, it's something like a two-year search for this. So, I mean, they've been looking for people for a long time for this. So, like you said, she had to have just absolutely blown them away yeah you know when the creator of the character agrees with the casting choice you must be a good so you know exactly i'm excited though that's that's pumped up man definitely definitely and i mean walt disney is also doing a lion king 2 i'm super excited about it i mean it's very interesting though because john favreau is not coming back to direct no but it is going to be Oscar winner Barry Jenkins. Yeah. So, which, I mean, it's epic in itself. Yeah. No loss there in director no. skills. And, you know, and he's bringing all of Favreau's technology that they used Hell in the yeah. first one. It was so funny, though. Somebody said, but can they add emotion? Like that's a <laughs> so, good thing. Know, yeah. I mean, you know, on the faces question. of the animals. So I don't know, but I'm I mean, excited because Simba's Pride is definitely an underrated Disney movie. Yeah, like Lion King Two is really freaking good, but not a lot of people saw it. So, well, and that's the next question: Will this one be a frame by frame recreation of the Just sequel, like the first, like one. the first Man. one, or will it be totally different? Who yeah. knows? I mean, but no word. They're keeping it under wraps for right now, and there's no release date, yeah. so we're gonna have to keep an eye on that one, guys. But it is officially happening, so that's yeah. exciting. Oh. Mm, this next one, uh, that- are you cast? Are you cast, Peter Pan? No. Oh, that's not you, Dan. No, no. I thought no. it was. I know that. I, I wanted to see you in tights. I, I, there was no video I cameras to see you back in then, man. I thought if that you could have submitted. I'm telling. If a picture ever gets out, though, they might reconsider. <laughs> yeah. They might reconsider. Oh yeah. I'm down for it, man. I'm down for <laughs> it. Um, especially with this news, Yara Shadidi is going to be Tinkerbell. That's epic. So I'm like totally down for playing Peter Pan now because I'm a big <laughs> fan of hers. So that would be you know awesome. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> Disney announced that. Blackish star Yara Shididi is going to play Tinkerbell. Um, don't freak out, guys. Chill, yes. Chill. For the first time in history of the character, it's going to be a black Tinkerbell. So chill. what? Who cares? So what? She's an awesome actress. It's an awesome character. It's going to be an awesome film. Chill the fuck out. Exactly. I'm excited about this. And then Jude Law is going to be Captain yeah. Hook. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be badass. Yeah, we announced that earlier on another episode of the podcast. Yep. Super excited, man. They're going back to, like, their golden age stuff, and I, which is super smart because if you think about it, nowadays kids, I mean – they're so consumed with technology that they're not going back to these original stories or even these original 
uh, like animation adaptations of the right. stories. So I'm super excited. I'm glad nowadays generation is going to be able to hear these stories and see these stories. It's going to be epic. Agreed. Um, I am not excited about this one. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I want to see what he's doing with this technology. He's an innovator. We've trashed James Cameron <laughs> so much, but he's actually like, he's an amazing creative. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, of course, we're on the Marvel side of things. Yeah. So, but James Cameron says he has officially finished shooting Avatar 2 and Avatar 3. Three is ninety five percent done. Um, yes. So I, I'm super pumped just because I I really want to see what he's doing with this technology. Like he like I said, he's an innovator. If he he's he waits for the time until the technology's there, or he's kind of like a George Lucas figure where he goes out and he creates that technology. So I agree with all of that. I'd just like to see a little more humility. Yeah. We always talk about that fine line between confident and cocky, and he's cocky. He's cocky. He comes across he as just like an arrogant prick. Come on, it's Jim. Like, cool, Come dude. On, Jim. You're an innovator. You're doing all this awesome you stuff, know. and you're creating all this technology, and you're groundbreaking filmmaker. But like, chill a little bit, yeah. dude. Like this whole "I'm gonna be number one again." Fuck you, Marvel stuff, and like all that. Just chill, bro. I know. Like that's the only thing I have. I, I understand. I, yeah. I agree with you. I think he's a fantastic filmmaker he is. and a bo- unbelievable talent as far as innovating and groundbreaking technology for the industry. But have a little humility, bro. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And now they say um, the sequel is gonna be what December sixteenth, twenty twenty two. Yep. Uh, so stay tuned, guys. And that's like, what, 13 years after the first one came out. It was supposed to come out like five years ago. (laughs) But, you know, now by the time it is released, like 13 years after the first one. That's crazy. It is super crazy. I mean, the relevance. Will it it still be a big thing because of the relevance? Uh, So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But sticking with Disney, Disney is now rolling out the group watch feature for Disney+. And it's going to be where Disney Plus subscribers can simultaneously watch and view a movie or and or a program together you don't have to be in the same room you can i mean obviously you just have to go to the group uh watch icon on the series and or film on disney plus via mobile device and or the web and the subscriber can invite or like you know vice versa subscribers can invite each other to join and once those invitees are accepted the viewing session can occur via connected tv device and or smart tv yeah and what's really exciting about this one because hulu and a couple of the other people have been doing this the problem was is that it was always oh laptop based or computer based you had to have a web browser but not not with disney plus apparently wherever you watch it on the phone or on your uh, laptop or on your you know ipad or you it'll work on any of those platforms so that's exciting it is you don't have to have any kind of a web-based extension to do it yeah and i mean like we were talking about off air i'm really interested to see what it's gonna look like is it gonna be like a zoom thing or like can you see somebody or can you hear somebody like (laughs) can you make commentary remarks like little camel shut that shit down yeah because that would have to mean that the camera on the tv is on yeah and fuck that i'm gonna tape over it like color it in with sharpie like that's That's how our laptop is right you know it is what it is, man. It is what so it is. You'll have to peel off if you want to watch something I with know. him. It'll be like, okay. I know. <laughs> Goodness gracious, woman. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, now heading over to Warner Media. Yeah. Uh, Rob and Michelle Reiner have signed a multi-year deal, uh, overall production deal, directing deal with Warner Brothers Television, and via their newly formed production banner as the duo uh, reviving Castle Rock. Yeah. Remember Castle Rock? Uh, yeah, Castle Rock. Who knew? You know, I know what you're thinking. It's like, but wait, isn't Castle Rock still around? Yeah. Yes, right. because 
Castle Rock was sold off to Ted Turner, and then Ted Turner was acquired by Warner, and then Warner became AT&T, Warner Media, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Long story short, it was absorbed into that, and it's still been around, but Rob Reiner wasn't involved with it anymore, but now they're back. Yeah. I guess Warner Media is like, have it back, Rob. So, <laughs> And I mean, Castle Rock was huge, bro, back in the day. I mean, when Harry met Sally, Few Good Men, Line of Fire, City Slickers, Seinfeld, like yeah. all these huge hits that yeah. were under the Castle Rock banner. So the idea that it's coming back, you know, with Rob is, yeah. is exciting. I yeah. mean, I'm not going to lie. When I first read this one, I was like, Castle Rock, isn't it? Isn't that the fucking like streaming show that's on Hulu, Stephen King's? But, you know, you know. I'm young. <laughs> I, could be, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, and I'm sure we'll get comments if I am, but I'm almost positive that was the inspiration for the name. Really? Yes. I mean, Stephen King does inspire a lot of people, I mean, so I, that would make I, sense. I'm pretty positive that that is true, but you know, we'll look that up, and he'll prove me wrong or right on yeah, next week's episode. Either or. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned for episode 133. Woo! Talk about casting. This is an exciting is one, great. right? And uh, again... Diversity, making the right moves, doing the right things. And this one makes total sense to me. Aldous Hodge is going to play Hawkman in Black Adam. Yeah. Everybody's like, but he's black. Who gives a fuck? Hawkman (laughs) is a reincarnated character. His spirit reincarnates every few hundred years into different people since King Tut's time. You, are you trying to tell me he never reincarnated into a black man? Yeah. yeah I that think this is a brilliant. Is <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think this is a brilliant See, move. this is why we have you around. To, to, to go back to the source material <laughs> so we can prove these racist sons of bitches wrong. That's like, right, <laughs> man. And I'm just super excited about this because, as you guys know, he's one-fourth of the Justice Society of America that's yeah. going to appear in this film, right? They already announced Adam Smasher, so that's going to be badass. So we're still waiting. Cyclone and Dr. Fate still have to be cast. Mm. But are you kidding? Dwayne Johnson and Alden and and Aldis and, I mean, uh, Centrio as Adam Smasher, that's an amazing cast yeah. already. So yeah. oh, this is, And we know, man, I mean, Rock wants to go toe-to-toe with Shazam. Right. Like, so at <laughs> some point, you know, oh, man, it's going to be pop epic. in. And, I mean, you know, going through Twitter – Twitter does its Twitter things. Um, somebody said that possibly Kevin Hart might also be in Black Adam, what? which would be crazy. No idea if it's true or not, but I mean, you know, just throwing a little rumors out there. That would be hilarious. I, I mean, they honestly, got that relationship. They do. You, you know, everybody's always talking about that Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds thing, but I really do feel like you know Dwayne and Kevin have that now. They do, where they poke fun at each other, but they're like besties and always in everybody's yeah. shit. Like, I really feel like that's, and I love it. Yeah, I, love I do too. So, what if he's the voice of Doctor Fate? That would be like, like the helmet and stuff. Yeah. Oh, like that would be just. I I can't even. That would be. Great. I'm I'm just super excited for that movie in general, though. Like, Me too. Just to see The Rock as a fucking superhero. It's only be been badass. in development for like 74 years. Right. Like it seems oh, like right. Only. Like The Rock announced that shit when he was 16. Yeah. I'm gonna be Black Adam. I, I don't know. I'm kidding, yeah. but it really has been a long time. It has so. been a long time. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know. You know. Uh, David S. Goyer. Yes. You, you guys know him as the screenwriter behind Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Is headed back to Gotham City for an all-new project to debut next year as a podcast. Yes. It's going to be a Batman podcast, Batman 
Unburied. Yes. I'm super excited about this. These scripted podcasts are really taking off. Huge. Marvel has done them with Wolverine. That one's uh, so popular. Yeah, really. And and so this one's going to dive deep into the dark side of Bruce Wayne. So that's going to be really exciting. But um, I I give all the cred to um, everybody involved with America (laughs) 2.0. Right. I mean, the number one scripted podcast. And everybody's like, damn, we need to get on that bandwagon. And now everybody's doing it. So all kidding aside, though, Goyer's a brilliant writer. I've always liked his interpretation and version of the stories that he tells. Um, So I think this is going to be great. And anything dark, look how popular – the trailer was for Pattinson Batman. Yeah. And it's kind of dark. So that tells you people want that dark version. Well, exactly. So, and I, I mean, mean, especially with podcasts, like if you go back and look at the hot 50 podcasts, damn near all of them are murder mystery. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I mean, there's so many damn layers to Bruce Wayne and Batman. So I'm so super excited that more stories will be told. Definite, definite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Steven Soderbergh's doing some things. Yeah. Talk about a brilliant filmmaker. Yeah. Agreed. He actually. This dude might make me sign back up for Quibi again. Like, for real. He has a little series on Quibi that I'm like, oh, He's really good, man. He really is. He is. Uh, But this one, this one right here, he's attached David Harbour, Noah Jupe, Brendan Fraser to his new crime period drama, no sudden move. Yeah, and as if he didn't already have a good enough cast. Right. I mean, he, they're joining Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, Amy Sipes, John Hamm, Ray Liotta, Kier Culkin, Bill Duke, Frankie Shaw, and Julia Fox. Like what? that's insane. Him and Danny Strong are going for it for who can cast the best overall right. epic cast. Agreed. Man, that is one hell of a cast. Dude, man. he's such an epic filmmaker. He filmmaker, is. and I mean, speaking of innovator, he's like. The guy, he's like a huge Hollywood fucking director that's shooting movies literally on an iPhone. Yes. So like, I mean, he's the new wave, man. He, he really is. is. And uh, they're brilliant films on iPhones. They are. That, I mean, it just shows you can be done. Yeah. But uh, this one's going to show up uh, on HBO and HBO Max in uh, sometime. Yes. Sometime. So <laughs> super excited, guys. Super excited. HBO Max has a lot of good content. If you guys are like, eh, but it's more expensive than some of the other streaming services, it's really freaking worth they it. They are There's starting a to lot ramp of good up. shit. It's There's true. There's a lot of good shit. Um, and I mean, speaking of a lot of good shit, I mean, who wouldn't want to be involved with Carrie Underwood business wise? Woo! Yeah, she yeah. she is just killing it. Man. She is. Talk She's about everywhere. just flying and and quickly passing Kelly Clarkson as the most successful American Idol yeah. alum of all time. She's like She's the just... nowadays Dolly Parton because we have a similar story like dolly parton in our industry news this week and i mean it's kind of the same thing it is it is okay what are we talking about right <laughs> hbo max is going to have a christmas special with seven-time grammy winner carrie underwood Boom. um it's it's gonna she's gonna perform songs and do things from her first christmas album that she's getting to, ready to release yeah. my gift so they're gonna uh premiere the event this holiday season underwood will be backed by uh on those songs and some of her other um, holiday classics that she's going to do by a big, huge orchestra, live orchestra, and so chorus. And so that's going to be good. And if you guys haven't heard any little snippets of this album yet, she's just, it's going to be an epic album. So yeah. I know it's going to be a great special. Little Drummer Boy, her little son sings on it. Find that clip. It's it's the most adorable thing you will ever hear. <laughs> he plays the Little Drummer Boy, yeah. and he, he's singing it about, shall I play for you? It's so fucking cute. Yeah. Like, I mean, how, how do you top Carrie Underwood by her son? Like, yeah. obviously, it's going to be great. So great, man. So great. Uh 
HBO Max is also sticking to its roots, you know, keeping a relationship alive, yeah. even though, whatever. <laughs> uh, HBO has renewed Beer Mars um, real time through 2022, and he's taking his show into his 20th season. That's a huge accomplishment, but the dude's kind of a douche. So, whatever. <laughs> good for you, bro. And but... we'll just leave that at that. Uh, yeah. If you're excited, good. And if you're not, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just... uh. Ooh, Aaron Westbrook, I'm happy about this, from yeah. The Resident, is joining Riverdale. Yeah. That is, <laughs> yeah. It, it's going to be super interesting. I'm just, I'm surprised this thing's still on, um, <laughs> uh, to be honest. Like, it went a weird fucking direction. But, but I'm liking this storyline, though. I guess they're going to try to reinvigorate. Apparently, Pop is in trouble. They've been saying that for a while. That Well, apparently, it's his daughter, and she's coming in. Oh, wow. And she's like this big real estate person, and she's coming in to kind of take over pops and kind of reestablish it as you know oh, this bit oh so, shit hopes to franchise the iconic yeah, diner so oh wow it, it, it sounds like it's going to be a good storyline yeah so well i mean if you guys like riverdale we had pops himself on the show oh my gosh. alvin sanders guys be sure to go back and listen to that interview such an inspiring guy yeah. he was a lot of fun to talk to he man. was he was maybe we need to have him back on here yeah soon, honestly i mean that'd be great hell yeah i know you're excited about this next Woo! one cbs yeah. viacom slash viacom cbs Yes. Uh, Showtime, aka Showtime, has renewed Billions for its sixth season. Even though we haven't seen the end of the fifth season yet, but yeah, it must dude. be doing really well. It, it's by far, I mean, one of my favorite shows ever. I mean, I just absolutely adore this show. From the time I saw the first episode, I was hooked. It's a brilliant show. Corey Stoll, who was brought in in season five, is like Axe's main nemesis, another billionaire that's kind of as cocky and shifty as he is. He's going to be made a series regular for season six mm. so i'm super excited about that as you guys know the good wife herself juliana margulies also came in as a recurring character this season on season five don't know if she's going to be made a series regular but her and giamatti got something going on yeah. and that kind of storyline so i'm hoping we see that but super pumped this show is extremely well written extremely well directed the cast is phenomenal so it doesn't surprise me that it keeps getting renewed yeah um so huge congratulations to brian koppelman dude you're killing it man just just keep going. I'd watch you for like 15 fucking years, bro. Just, just keep going, man. Well, and like you said, it's a great cast. And I mean, with everything that's happening with the pandemic, everybody knows it was shut down. But yep. now they're hoping to have the five remaining episodes that will hopefully air in 2021. Yeah. So, and with season six right behind yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully, you Barely know. Barely any break. Like, super excited about that. Yes. Super excited about that. <laughs> and I called this one. Did you? I called this one, y'all. <laughs> Remember when we had J. Alex Brinson on and I was poking fun at him? saying i think luke is gonna get in trouble with emily i think he's going for samantha well audrey corsa who plays samantha yeah she's been bumped up to a season regular for season two of all rise now why would you take a recurring character and make her a season regular Unless you was planning something right. big. Something's going to get crazy. I'm just saying, congratulations, Audrey. And and I'm telling you, Jay Alex, if Luke cheats on Emily, I am going to be upset. I'm going to be oh, upset. <laughs> it's such a good show, though. Congratulations to her. I mean, it is, you could just see it coming, all kidding aside. And I think it's going to play well into the second season. It's going to be a great storyline. Yeah, so. I saw they're already back on set doing it, man. Yeah, like, man. Jay Alex posting all that shit. He's having a good time. Hell so. yeah. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Super exciting, man. Super freaking exciting. Oh. 
Thanksgiving, oh. and like we teased, yes. like we teased, Barry Livingston is signed on to direct Paramount Plus's upcoming Francis and the Godfather. That is yes. the official title. And get this, guys. Oscar Isaac will be playing Francis Ford Coppola, and freaking Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be Robert Evans. Yes. I mean, guys, guys, remember Robert Evans? He was like the golden boy at Paramount back in the day, and like he just recently passed away. So, um, yeah, I, this is going to be amazing because those two were in a heated battle about yeah. Godfather. They It was just back and forth ugliness, and the whole storyline, if you guys aren't familiar with it, you're going to want to watch this because it's going to play out. And fuck, Oscar Isaac and, and like fucking Gyllenhaal playing these characters is going to be brilliant. Oh, I, well, I'm just connecting the dots here. Is this going to be an original project for Paramount Plus? It is. Oh, wow. So it's not even going to be out in theaters. This one should be in theaters. Like yeah. this, is It a, should be. Yeah. But no, it's going to be a Paramount Plus film. Interesting. So, Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped, though. I'm super pumped. Me, like, too. It's going to be fucking And y- if you are aspiring, okay, if you're an aspiring writer, get your shit out there. Get it, you know. So Definitely. This was a black uh, a black script. Like, really? You know, yeah, on the blacklist, you yeah. know, where the, the all – and Levison found it, pulled it off, redeveloped it, and boom, it's getting made. So, Damn. I mean, there you go, guys. You just, just got to keep doing it. Write it. Put it out there because, I mean, do you know how many major scripts have been pulled off that site and turned into huge th- – I mean, go for it, man. Yeah. Just go for it. Oh, and in the day and age of remakes, <sighs> NBC Universal is freaking remaking Firestarter. You guys remember that one back in 1984 starring Drew Barrymore? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, now they're redoing it with Zac Efron. Yes. Um, damn, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still going to be about a little girl, so I don't think that's Zac Efron. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, how long ago was this movie, guys? Drew Barrymore was coming off of the success of E.T. Yeah. I mean, like, we're talking like fetus Drew Barrymore. Tiny. It was like way back. So uh, We're talking about Studio 54 snorting coke. <laughs> Drew Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to know how long it was? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Drew had a problem. She got over that. She That's, did. She, she good. She good. Love Drew. But you want to know the, the, the stark realism of it? Its entire box office run, it made $17 million. Yeah. And that was a hit. If you don't make that on Thursday night now, you're a bomb. Yeah, it's a So bust. that's how long ago this thing was. I just – do we need that? I know. Look, if you want anything involved with Fire and Zac Efron – Human Torch, Fantastic Four, MCU. Boom. Done. Boom. Got it. Just move on. If you want fire with Zach, that's where we should go. Fuck fire started. Just go Human Torch. Exactly. To boom. I'm just all I'm saying. Exactly. I'm saying. Exactly. Well, I mean, Universal is doing some amazing things right now. This is, this is a huge pickup. They just partnered with LeBron James and yes. Maverick Carters, the Spring Hill Company, you know, their production company, in a four-year first look deal. And everybody knows they're just coming off the deal with Warner Brothers. Yeah, so the Bunny dropped the ball. Yeah, apparently something <laughs> wasn't going too well over there. That I mean, Space Jam 2 didn't work out or like that other Space Jam? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. what, what's going on there? Uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, they're heading over to freaking uh, uh, Universal. And I mean, they're going to be developing content for the Peacock. So it's going to be interesting, man. I, interesting. I am curious though because all kidding aside, the, the the you know James's Space Jam did make a shit ton of money, $230 million plus dollars. So what happened? Yeah. Like, why did Warner say, nah, just go? Yeah. Like, well, I wonder what? where this thing is. I didn't even know it was out. Like, this is the first I'm ever hearing that it's out. Yeah. $230 million worldwide. Maybe they released it 
during the pandemic and it's made money somewhere else. Maybe. Because I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, maybe but it's I mean, overseas. You know. I don't know. I just feel like people would talk about that one more. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know all the allegations that Gabrielle Union was uh, making at America's Got Talent. Well, apparently, we don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But they settled. So, the, yeah, maybe, yeah. probably. That nice statement that NBC said they had that internal vest- investigation and nothing showed uh-huh, uh-huh, and uh-huh. that everything was fine. And so they, you know, they kind of shut it. Like Logan said, apparently, because you don't settle unless there was a problem. Exactly. So, but they don't say how much, but apparently Gabrielle is getting a significantly large chunk of money. Yeah. So I'm guessing there was some stuff. Yeah. So, but. Good for her, yeah. and you know, okay, NBC for doing the right thing. You know, give her some stuff, and and you know, and uh, uh, moving forward, let's not become CBS. Let's, yeah, so, let's, okay. Let's just right. aspire not to be CBS. <laughs> let's make this the last type story like that that Seriously. we hear. Okay, insane man. Woo! We finally have a date for I, Saved by the Bell, dude. Who cares? <laughs> I'm honest. I am going to watch it, though. I, I am going to watch it just to see what it's like, at least like the first couple episodes. But if they don't, if it's not interesting, I'm going to drop off way fast. Yeah. Like November 25th. Yeah. So right around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, yeah. Will that... we be thankful or not? Yeah, That's exactly. the question. That's so. the real question, guys. <laughs> will we be thankful or not? Uh, it's going to be freaking interesting. Everybody knows the storyline. Zach's like governor and fucking people are working at the school now, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Well, We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is a huge milestone, especially oh, yeah. for NBC Universal, and and I. This is just an iconic freaking program. Yes, we're talking about SNL Saturday Night Live. Woo! It's gonna be its forty sixth season. That is so crazy to me. Yeah, tomorrow premiering tomorrow night, and I mean the show will be performed in front of a live audience once again but however due to covid pandemic tickets to the show uh dress rehearsal and live show have come a long list of health stipulations i mean everybody knows probably getting tested before upon arrival and just making sure everybody's okay and but yeah temperature I, checks all kinds of shit yeah like, but i mean you gotta you gotta be safe man you gotta be safe yeah gotta, and here's the crazy thing if you th- if even just one person in your group tests you ain't getting in either yeah so sorry but that's just the way it's gonna be exactly but. the crazy thing is i mean the premiere is sold out like the dress rehearsal and the live show are like yeah even with all the stipulations it didn't stop people from yeah. going so that's fantastic and did you guys see jim carrey as joe biden dude those oh pictures. my gosh man just so just excited. the little teaser video he doesn't even say a word but so just the excited. look on his face that is gonna be so epic i cannot wait to watch that agreed man agrees and i mean speaking of the pandemic <sighs> it has affected some shows that went back into filming yeah we're talking about chicago med they paused uh their filming for the next two weeks due to a positive covid test yep uh so yeah yeah and i mean they're doing all the right things they're testing people when they get on set like literally every single day making sure everybody feels okay like monitoring everybody but i mean you know it's unpredictable yeah the virus is unpredictable so you can't knock somebody and those that poor production because this is the second positive testing in less than a week oh shit on that show so guys (laughs) you can still do everything right and still have that happen so i just 
Man. But they did say it will not impact any of the premiere dates. It will not impact any of the Chicago shows that it crosses over with. So, fingers crossed everything is good. And, you know, it will debut on time on November 11th. So, we'll see. Definitely. Man, a lot of rock news this week. A lot of rock news. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the man, the myth, the legend himself, has revealed that... There's going to be a Young Rock series. It's going to be a comedy series at NBC, yes. and it's going to be obviously inspired by his life. And if you follow him on Instagram or any of his social media platforms, he introduced you to who will be playing himself, his family, anybody who, and everybody who is around him at the age of 10. Yes, yes. What Adrian Grohl as uh, age 10. Bradley Constant will play him at age 15. Uh, Marco Polo star uh, Uli Latugugfi. I just totally butchered that. We'll play him. It was you, uh, not me. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I, I get one every now and then. Yeah. From uh, 18 to 20 when he was playing football at the University of Miami. Um, Stacy Lalua has been cast as his mom, Ada. And uh, Joseph Lee Anderson is going to play his dad. So And The Rock himself will appear in every episode. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to start them and then it goes to a flashback or how that's going to work. Yeah, but. I'm super interested, especially since they've already cast like – three people to play him in different stages of his life. I wonder if it's going to be like a This Is Us situation or if he like introduces what the episode's about like you were saying and then like you go into it or like different stories of different sections of his life and that'll it'll just jump around from like which actor plays him that week. Yeah, I so. got to tell you though, guys, if you weren't following him and you didn't see these pictures, the fucking casting is brilliant. It is. He put side-by-side pictures of himself at that age and then the They're actor. So good. They look so much much yeah. alike i mean it, he picked out some like winners for uh, it's gonna be great it's yeah. gonna be great super excited man super excited and other super exciting things to talk about oh. i mean the only reason we like talking about sony is because of marvel <laughs> although they do have more than just marvel news this week thank but, goodness but this is the biggie the, thank goodness uh jamie fox yes is coming back who played the iconic spidey villain electro and andrew garfield's uh spider-man the amazing spider-man uh two yes he will reprise his role for the upcoming spider-man installment starring tom holland so interesting so that's very interesting Mm. because guys the andrew garfield spider-man was not an mcu movie exactly the new spider-mans are so he they're taking a character much like they did joe jonah jameson yeah and bringing them into the mcu so that all i can say is this this appears to most definitely be leaning towards all of the rumors that they are going to indeed do a live action version of spider-man into the spider-verse all those rumors about will garfield be in it we you know will toby Maguire be in it be are epic. they going to have why would you bring a garfield villain yep. into it if you're not going to have and maybe that's how maybe he there, there's going to be a holland will pop to a different world and you're going to see garfield spider-man and electro battling or something i mean maybe that's how they're going to do it i don't know but it's going to be epic either way yeah super excited and i mean sony has said that the release date for this one's going to be november 5th of 2021 yep so stay tuned for that super excited um but with halloween being tis this season uh bloom house and sony's the craft the legacy you know it's kind of like a teen witch vampire thing like eh, whatever whatever i mean it's halloween so of course you're going to be looking for more like horror content and yes. i mean i think feel like this is on like the thriller side uh but the reboot this is a reboot it's going to bypass the traditional theatrical release no surprise yeah and go straight to vot uh vod across 
North America just in time for Halloween. And uh, like they've been doing with multiple films before, it's going to be um, a 48-hour rental, and it's going to be $19.99. Yeah. Uh, or you can buy it for $24.99, but if you don't even know if you'll like it, don't buy it. Mm. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that just reminds me quickly. Even though I'm jumping back to Disney, I just saw this though. That, but you bringing that up just reminded. This coming Tuesday, Mulan won't be Disney Plus exclusive anymore. It'll be video on demand for multiple platforms. So interesting. Just throwing that out there. If you wanted to see it, you're still gonna have to pay thirty bucks for it. Yeah. But you'll be able to see it anywhere. You know, on something other than Disney. Well, Plus. Well, yeah. So. I mean, yeah. You literally got like a month and a half left, or like two before you can left, watch, watch it, it as a free. Disney. Yeah. Like, come on. Now. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Just watch Mandalorian. It's dropping at the end of the month. Damn right. It's That's fine. Worth money right there to pick it up. So, ooh, true. Who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Yes, and that's exactly who Sony Pictures Television called. Yes, they have got the global distribution rights to the documentary. Who are you gonna call? And I, you can figure out what this is about, right? Right. It's gonna chronicle the singer behind that Grammy-winning performer Ray Parker. Uh, I guess it's gonna follow his life's and how he came up through the streets of Detroit in the '60s and entered into the music industry and struggled his way through, and then with the breakthrough, obviously smash hit of "Who You Gonna Call" for Ghostbusters, and so um, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm super I excited. Mean, yeah, yeah, I like all these music documentaries lately. I think I it's super exciting. So. Yeah, and especially because I mean Netflix has uh, the documentaries out right now, like the how they were made. Remember right. with like Dirty right. Dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters was on there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they. Came came across this song like randomly so it's going to be a pretty interesting story yeah like. yeah and then uh musicals that don't really need to be made yeah this is um, weird this is mgm weird. has announced that rocky and legally blonde are going to be musicals like stage musicals in their films in concert series mm. uh i guess it's going to be again in july of next year yeah the Rocky in Concert series will include six musical events for each of the six times in the original franchise, or six films in the original franchise. Um, so, mm-hmm. The Legally Blonde in Concert series is going to revisit Reese Witherspoon's iconic outing as Elle Woods, and uh, up until her boyfriend dumps her, and then she does everything to get back at him, including enrolling in law school. You guys know the story. They're going to turn that into a musical as well. I could, I could kind of see Legally Blonde because, you know, they did a Clueless musical. So. Right. Right, I could right. see them trying to counter with Legally Blonde, but Rocky? How the fuck are you going to make that a musical? Like, I, I just, I, I don't want to see Rocky as a musical. I love I the theme song. Yeah, I love Eye of the Tiger. I, I, there's songs in the Rocky movies that are great, but yeah, like. Eh, 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 like, eh, whatever. And don't get us wrong, we love stage performances, musicals, plays, all the theatrical production. Hamilton, Hamilton, uh, love come on Hamilton, now. like a fucking uh, soundtrack on like repeat. But Rocky, man, Rocky, like, yeah, eh, yeah, eh. whatever. Uh, heading over to A24, the uh, juggernaut of the indie film yes. game. Uh, they have attached Zendaya oh. to play singer Ronnie Spector. Yes. Just like Ronnie said, be my little baby. You guys remember that. If you don't remember Ronnie Spector's original Be My Little Baby, you remember Eddie Money's remake of Be My Little Baby, right? Be My Baby Tonight. And if you don't remember either of those, you're really young. I'm just saying, or I'm really old. Either or, I think this is brilliant, brilliant casting. And apparently, Ronnie Spector herself 
personally hand-chosen day to play her. Mm. So that's going to be badass. Mm. If you guys don't know, she formed a group back, you know, in, in the 60s Motown era um, with her sister and her cousin, uh, the Ronettes, Ronnie and the Ronettes. And uh, she was signed by Phil Spector, legendary music prof- uh, producer and psychopath, um, Ron- yeah. <laughs> Phil Spector. And, um, killed and his other wife. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, you know, he killed that other wife. And uh, she realized she had made a mistake by marrying him when she woke up with bars on the windows one morning. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's going to chronicle her life and times, you know, coming up through that whole story. I think it's going to be brilliant. And I'm just going to go on record. Mark this because we predict. Mark this Oscar nomination for Zendaya for mm. this film. Put that, write that down. The mouth said that on this date. What is it? <laughs> October 2nd, 2020. I made it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, guys. It's going to freaking happen. I mean, she's everywhere. So I just won. You she just get won, it, Zendaya. She just won the Emmy. You got like, that Emmy. Now get that gold Oscar. You exactly. got you got it, girl. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, now heading over to the streaming juggernaut, which is Netflix. Yes. This is by no surprise. Netflix has renewed Cobra Kai for a fourth season. Wait, season three isn't out yet. But get ready, guys. I mean, January 8th. That's not that far away no. of 2021. Uh, season three will come out. And yeah. then... Season four. Yeah, did you guys see the trailer? It's cool. I mean, I, and, and he wakes up in the hospital Thank bed. God. So, yeah. So, it, it's brilliant. They do all the kind of recap thing in the trailer, and then at the end, he kind of wakes up, and Johnny's there, and they're all like, ah! And then it says, and season four in training. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's how they announced it. So, pretty badass. I mean, I love this fucking show. I do, too, man. I, I do, too. It's so found good. new life on Netflix, man. Like, it, I mean, YouTube took it for granted. I think so. And, I mean, they, they didn't really know what they were doing with their streaming services, I feel like. So, I mean, it making the transition over to Netflix is just huge. So, I'm super thrilled about that. And it's just such a good show. I mean, yeah, it's got a little cheesy moments, but it's nostalgia cheese. And it's all 80s, like, baby. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, you know. How popular is it? It it's the most popular Netflix series of 2020. Yeah. And it just bumped Ozark off as the, I think the fourth most popular Netflix series ever. Which is so crazy. It's crazy. There, there you go. So, yeah. and I mean, speaking of another huge popular Netflix series, yes, the crown, they have announced their premiere date for the fourth season. Finally. It's going to be November 15th. Finally guys. Stay it feels tuned. like it's been like eight years Stay since, uh, since the last season. Right? Like, I mean, it's man, that trailer was intense too, though. We finally thought, saw that, and Diana mm-hmm. and oh my gosh man the, this is going to be an exciting season y'all yeah yeah yeah, Charles is still pissed that he couldn't of be course. with Camilla. Of course. So, and the, but then, you know, they have the epic wedding of the century with the planned wedding with Diana and just, you know, the Queen's feud with Thatcher. Yeah. And, ah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm super excited to see how many people that dropped off of these this last season come back for this I season. I really hate that people dropped off last season. I know it was really slow in the beginning and That's it was kind of like kind of bo- but when they started diving deep into Charles and how he became the way he that he is and the torment with Camilla and how he just never could really live up to Philip and Elizabeth's you know vision for him and it got really good. Yeah. I would just wish people would have dove back in and kind of given it a chance there but Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. next one though, sticking with the royalty, right? Yeah, I feel like fucking tabloids, man. It's, Especially in England. Yeah, I, like they will not. I mean, they really they just want to know what the royals are doing. Yeah, and they they've been relentless on Meghan Markle, so, which is sad. Yeah, well, now they were claiming apparently that with their new production deal with Netflix, that that Harry and Meghan were going to be the stars of some reality show, like, and no. it would be like trashy Beverly House Beverly Hills Housewives following their life in L.A. or whatever. Well, it is not true. 
true. No. They have come out and said that is absolutely not true. They will not be taking part in any reality show as a part of their deal with Netflix. And, um, yeah, it's just – it's not happening. Good. Good. I mean, let them live their lives, man. I mean, they, they just want to be normal people. They just want to be normal people. Like, is that so much to ask? I, I know. And why all the hate towards Megan? I know. Come on, like, man. Go watch Suits. You will love her you again. Will love you her. will love her again. Like, She's such a good person, man. Just let it go. Exactly. Let it go. Exactly. Uh, Russell Hornsby. Oh. Uh, yeah. Is set to star in a key recurring role in the upcoming third and final season of Lost in Space. Uh, nobody knows what his role is going to be. It's kept under wraps right now. Uh, if you don't recognize the name, the dad and the hate you give. Mm, like, yes. a super amazing actor. I was actually just watching uh, uh, Meet the the parents last night and he popped up in there i was like what the fuck but yeah he's a really good actor and proven innocent danny strong's proven innocent yeah Um, yeah he was brilliant on there too he just a really great actor so and this is another one that i felt like it's been forever since we saw season two of this show yeah so good at least we're finally getting them all again exactly exactly well what i was saying earlier carrie underwood is kind of like nowadays dolly parton right and everybody knows dolly parton has a deal with netflix yes um and now she will star and executive produce a musical holiday movie for Ooh. netflix called christmas on the square square nice. dancing on santa's face <laughs> is that what it's gonna uh, be yeah, yeah. No, no yes no no <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got oh, it, it's got Christine Br- uh, Baranski, who's not unfamiliar with Christmas movies. No. Remember, she was in the How the Grinch Stole Christmas uh, on The Good Wife. You guys know who she is. Um, Jennifer Lewis, Treat Williams, <laughs> Treat Williams. Man, he, he's finding a way to always stay around. Yeah. Here's the crazy fun part, though. If you're gonna do a musical, have the legendary fame actor and director Debbie Allen be the person behind it. Definitely. She apparently is gonna direct it. That's going to be exciting. Uh, November 22nd. So again, yeah. right around Thanksgiving, right around the time. Yeah, man. Getting ready. Getting ready. All this exciting stuff, man. You got freaking Dolly Parton stuff. You got bonk merchandise. Like <laughs> Thanksgiving is going to be a great time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch oh, Dolly man. Parton and then get you a nice little hoodie. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, Joey King, who is like Netflix's teenage like golden child at yeah this point. Like, like, I just... it, it's interesting it's interesting but she has uh signed on to star and executive produce an adaptation of scott uh westerfield's international bestseller uh dystopian fantasy novel uglies 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 yeah uh it's i i mm, okay yeah, I guess McGee is going to direct it. Yeah. So, I mean, and oh, wow, Grey's Anatomy is uh, apparently having a lot of people go to Netflix uh, and right? do projects. Uh, Chris Vernoff, the showrunner for uh, Station 19 and Grey's Anatomy, um, she's going to adapt and write the script. I wonder if this is the one that she was talking about that she finally sold. Remember mm. she said she had been doing yeah. I don't know, but um, interesting. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, okay, the story is set in a world in which a compulsory operation at 16 wipes out physical differences and makes everyone conform to an ideal standard of beauty. So everybody's going to, like, look exactly the same. That's interesting. Yeah, that's they, – Netflix goes out there, man. They go out. They do. They go out on those limbs, and they I mean they try stuff. You can't knock them for that. They no. always try stuff. No, yeah, that's awesome. All right. Netflix has also announced the rest of the cast for – Army of the Dead Las Vegas. And you guys know this is uh, Zack Snyder's anime spinoff series of uh, 
the zombie action heist movie, Army of the Dead. Yeah. And which will star Dave Batista. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that huge, one. Huge cast. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, and and apparently, from what I understand, Dave Batista is going to be in this animated series too. Oh wow. So, yeah. So, but anyway, they've cast Joe Magniella, uh, Christian Slater, Harry Lennox, Ross Butler, uh, Vanessa Hudgens, uh, Yatidi Badaki. Uh, Christina Wren, Monica Barbo, Jenna Malone, good gravy. Everybody. Uh, Nolan North, and like I said, they're going to join Dave Batista, Anna Della Regera, Tig Notaro, and Omari uh, Hardwick. Those are all people that are going to be starring in the live action movie also, yeah. and they're going to be transitioning into this spin off anime series too. So, wow. Yeah, man. Wow. That's- Zack Snyder, dude. Yeah. Everywhere. Slaying it, man. Dude, a lot of shit right now. It's super awesome to yeah. see. Super awesome to see. This next one kind of sucks because, I mean, it kind of filled the BoJack sh- uh, Horseman shoes yeah. there for a while there yeah. at Netflix. Um, Netflix has ordered the fifth and final season of its animated comedy series, F is for Family. And if you're not familiar with the show, it, it comes from writer and comedian Bill Burr. Yep. And I mean, Laura Dern's in it, Justin Long, uh, Debbie uh, Derryberry, and Haley Ryan. Reinhardt, Sam Rockwell, and among multiple others, but it's like based in the 70s after like the Vietnam War hippies. Like, it's a great, hilarious show. And Bill Burr himself plays the main character, right? Yeah. So the creator plays the main character. So yeah, it's a really good show. And like you said, kind of, kind of, you know. It was Family Guy for Netflix, basically. (laughs) Like Seth MacFarlane playing everybody in Family Guy. I mean, Bill Burr playing everybody in F is for Family. That's a good description. It's a hilarious show, guys. If you haven't checked it out, be sure to do that. If you haven't checked out Bo's Mac... Bojack Horseman. Be sure to check that one out as well. Yes, and are you excited about John Cena and Idris Elba in Suicide Squad coming up? So super. Well, excited. apparently that's not the only thing. Yeah, they're they're reteaming. I guess they got together and made a pitch. Yeah. for a movie, which is really interesting. But Amazon won. Yeah, right. Heads of state, uh, John Cena and Idris Elba pitched to this packaged film project. Um, Amazon got it. Uh, I guess they did this by Zoom. They made a Zoom pitch. With the two of them and screenwriter Harrison Quarry and then the two producers on the project. And uh, the plot is being kept under wraps, but you had to know with these two it's an action film, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, apparently like a 90s-style, high-octane action film <laughs> described as – apparently this is how they described it in the pitch – a bit of Air Force One meets Hobbs and Shaw, like bringing together an odd couple in a high-stakes situation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like it's definitely going to be entertaining. Idris Elba and John Cena, like these two guys, uh, yeah, are like yeah, fucking huge right now. So it's it's really going to be entertaining. And I mean, kudos for fucking Amazon. Like I mean, yeah. of course they have boatloads of money. Jeff Bezos himself could have fucking paid for this whole thing. Yeah, he could single handedly save the theaters. Yeah. Yeah, like, by himself. Yeah, by uh, himself. But yeah, I mean, just taking risks, especially for original projects. <laughs> these these three stories in a row are talking on the epitome of taking risks. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, and I mean, the next one is filming has resumed back in New New Zealand for Amazon's uh, the Lord of the Rings TV series. Everybody knows it was shut down due to COVID, yep. like two episodes in in mid March. Um, but yeah, man, uh, that one, you know, they're paying lots of money. Yeah, for that rumors one. has it like. Each season is as much as the three films cost together. To make. Like yeah. that's crazy, man. That is crazy. And do people still want to see it? Exactly. That's why we're saying it's a risk. But I mean, Amazon's spending that money, man. Yeah, uh, agreed. And this next one 
is interesting. I don't know why, and I don't. I yeah, mean, yeah. Shasha Baron Cohen is. I mean, he's a genius, but in his own weird corner way. Like, did so, we need this? Thing? I know that's my thing. Did we need this? Because the first one was like a time period thing. Like, yeah. I feel like it. I don't know. But anyway, Amazon has acquired the worldwide rights of Borat, the sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. I was very confused <laughs> by the first one. So yeah. now like, – And then he rushed this one because he apparently tried to get it done before Election Day because he wanted it released before Election yeah. Day. Yeah. So it was kind of a hurried, scurried kind of a let's get this put together kind of a yeah. – Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh, it is what it is, man. I don't. I eh. guess, but there it is, right there. The first one made you know a quarter of a billion. Yeah, dollars. that's that's why. That's why they made yeah. another one. I mean, you it, know. yeah. I mean, you know, try to capitalize on things, but little too little, too late. Yes, I believe so. Um, heading over to Apple now. They're doing a lot of awesome music documentaries. Yeah, like especially you said. about artists like Beastie Boys. Yeah, still have need you watched to watch that? No, yet? I still oh, not. So damn good, I man. No, I still need to. But now, uh, Jay Cutler. It, you everybody knows he did one about Billie Eilish. Yes, and now it's going to go to Apple TV Plus, and it's going to be in theaters this February, which is awesome because not a lot of documentaries go into theaters anymore. So I'm super pumped about it because she is well beyond her years. Like she's only like 18, 19, maybe not even that. Like, and she tours with her brother, her family. Like, I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, and she just released the video for the her uh, theme song for the new James Bond movie. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's black and white, and mm. it, you know clips from the movie. But her voice, yeah, it's, she, it's so, so good, so sultry and so, so good. you know older than you would think. That you know, it's just beautiful. Oh my goodness, man. her her rendition of Yesterday at the Oscars yes. for the memoriam thing. Oh, oh my gosh, man, just you know, and all the haters lay off. All right, all right, just man, th- she's a brilliant talent. So yeah, that's gonna be exciting. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, I mean, Apple capitalizing on a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Oscar-nominated actress Naomi Harris is set to reunite with Moonlight co-star and Oscar winner Mashallah Ali. Yes. And the Apple TV Plus original film Swan Song. Oh. Yeah. And then throw in an Oscar-winning director. Yeah, exactly. Freaking Benjamin Clary, who wrote the screenplay and is directing the film, is described as a general uh, bending drama set in the near future that explores how far someone will go, how much they will sacrifice to make a happier life for the people they love oh yeah mm. i mean that's that's deep that's really freaking deep that is deep so i'm excited i'm excited we need deep dramatic pieces like these we do and you know what else we need like we were talking about with with the other streamers musicals <laughs> yeah and who doesn't need a musical <laughs> with everywhere. keegan michael key yeah well i mean come on now and Alan Cumming. This is the third good wife person that we've had in the show today. <laughs> like, like They are all just hitting it. They're yeah. all going. But Keegan-Michael Key and Alan Cumming, of course, that's who I'm talking about from uh, the, the good wife. Uh, Fred Armisen, Kristen Chenoweth. Of course she's in a musical. Of Kristen's course. in everything. Uh, Aaron Tavette, Dev Cameron, uh, Ariana DeBois, um, and, wow, Jamie Camel, Jane Krakowski, and Anna Harada are joining Cicely Strong from Saturday Night Live. You know Cicely from Saturday Night Live. And apparently they are doing an... Uh, musical comedy project doesn't have a title yet Mm. but they are coming together to do a musical comedy project at apple and it's gonna follow a couple of backpacking on a trip designed to reinvigorate their relationship when they discover the magical town of schmigabadoon schmigabadoon in which everyone acts as if they're a studio musical from the 1940s then they only then can they discover and they can't leave 
until they find true love. Interesting. So they're gonna they're gonna find a town where they're basically implanted into a '40s musical, and they can't leave until they fall back in love. Yeah, like that's no, gonna be really you're fun. You're trapped. <laughs> like, I mean, okay, everything in the '40s was a musical, so I mean that sounds pretty good to me. Right? It does. I'm sorry, but it does. Super freaking exciting, man. But other exciting things are our guest segments. Guys are super excited to announce Alan Maldonado for coming on the show. Oh, man, this guy is just an epic, inspirational person. He's literally everywhere. Music, film, writing, directing. Dude, he does it all. But if you listen to him, he doesn't have his shit together. Right. That's like, like, <laughs> he's so humble, man. He's no. like, no, no, I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. You're like killing it. Dude. Exactly. And guys, the story that he tells about his first on-set experience with Denzel Washington so is worth the entire interview yeah. alone. It is so good, man. So freaking funny. Well, guys, here he is. Alan Moladano, welcome inside the crazy ant farm. How are you, man? Man, I'm doing good. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, we have so much to talk to you about. We, we, we've been kind of hinting to the listeners that you were coming on, and they're all super pumped. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, man, we appreciate you calling in and talking to us today, no doubt. Got to be one of the busiest guys in Hollywood right now, for sure. Hey, man, it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing to even be working during this crazy time. So, oh, I hear um, that. I, I hear definitely that. appreciate it. First of all, let's say a huge congratulations on Project Power, dude. It was trending number one on Netflix for like God knows how long, dude. Well deserved, man, uh, that's dude. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. We, was, we was number one in a hundred countries, man. Yeah, like, dude. No, I ain't gonna say that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, man, like we were number one in the world. We're number one in the world, baby. That's what we do. <laughs> that's it, man. And of course, we're gonna talk about that. Of course, Netflix loves you. Man. There's no doubt. We, we <laughs> we're gonna be talking about some stuff with Netflix. But what we'd like to Definitely. do is kind of introduce you to the listeners a little bit by telling them how you kind of got started in the industry, man. Was it something you knew you always wanted to do, or did you kind of fall into it on a different path, or how'd that start, man? Well, you know what? It kind of feels like I was, you know, saying it earlier, man. I've been doing this longer than I haven't. You know, I started when I was 17, and uh, really, uh, it was uh, my senior year in high school, and uh, I was just trying to find a class to add an extra elective. I was already graduating early. I played basketball. So I thought I had my kind of life set. And then I, I stumbled into acting class and it changed my whole world. Um, it was like a fish to water. It was something that I didn't know that I was, uh, you know, naturally gifted at opposed to basketball um, where I wasn't being that I'm not uh, five, I mean, not six, seven. So um, I had some gravity issues in, you know, <laughs> in my <laughs> in my dreams of being an NBA player. So, uh, it really, it really made sense when, uh, at an early age, I'm just, I'm just fortunate and blessed that I was able to acknowledge it at a young age and just, you know, it just went for it, man. Kind of just left the house, went to LA, sleeping on floors and couches, just like, Hey, I got, I'm gonna make this active thing work, man. And just do acting classes and constant and, and consistent auditioning. You know, uh, I've gotten to this place where, you know, uh, I'm proud to say I've been in this business 20 years and and to have developed myself as an actor as well as a writer is, uh, you know, it's one of those dreams. Come, I'm living my dream. Dude, I love it. I mean, you can already hear the passion off your voice, bro. We got, it's like you, five minutes into the interview and it's like, we can hear it. I mean, we just got done with another interview where the dude literally said that he slept on somebody's front porch like, caved in front porch with like a <laughs> uh, freaking ac unit and it's a grind bro it's really yo, a grind yo i feel this pain man like 
but you you definitely you will find yourself this might be a t-shirt you might find yourself in strange place strange places chasing your dream as <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Money. you can take it how you want to take it <laughs> that's it dude i feel i feel like chasing the dream it's 50 percent passion 50 percent sacrifice man because because uh, there's a lot of sacrifice going on when you got to do it yes it is man and i i, I think that um you know, it's unfortunate that, I, you know, a lot of these young kids now that are in their mid-20s feel like they're failures. It's like, man, I had just started to mess up. Like, yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> I just started to mess up. Like, I had about 10 more years of messing up before I figured it out. Like, For real, right? I'm like... Day, <laughs> You, you packing it in, game, exactly. <laughs> right. you, you packing it in at 20. You ain't even got it started it's yet. Like, I mean, come on quarter. now. You had the big first quarter. Like, it's all right. It's, it's all right. Walk it off. That's Walk right. Off, That's right. <laughs> Uh, shit, you didn't even come off the bench then. I mean, come on now. <laughs> right. But, but, no, it's, it's early, man. Let these kids, man, relax, baby. It's early. You will you will figure it out, man. Life it. is life is ever evolving, man. So well, it, once you think you figured out the world changes. Exactly. And, <laughs> like, and and talking about ever evolving, man, we, we should we should mention, okay, you said you're right, you know, but you you're like you you've kind of taken this whole you're like an entrepreneur. You're in the music business that but keeping it involved yeah. with entertainment and you've got to be like like one of the most educated and put together individuals like once you found Listen, your track man no no you you say you say but i'm telling you man i feel like you got your stuff together i have nothing together this is me any something where are we at right now like like <laughs> yeah, nah, it's, when I tell you, uh, I, I'm, um, I'm, I, I was, I was, I'm definitely gonna say I'm, um, I'm an ex-workaholic and now I'm a liveaholic. Mm. Where, um, you know, it was one at one point in my life, and I, and I needed to be. It was, I was living to, to work rather than working to live, and uh, I'm at a new place in my life where, you know, I'm, I'm working to live rather than the workaholic that I once was. So it's, it's finding a balance between being organized and being an artist, which is not organized, you know? So it's like, it's the dance between coloring in the lines and coloring outside of the line mm. um, that I often, you know, challenge myself to try to master. That's another t-shirt, right? Right. That's what I was thinking. Guy is dropping t-shirts. t-shirts all day long. On a dog, on a dog, put it on a t-shirt. Oh my goodness, man! But I mean, you're killing it right now. I mean, you got Blackish, you got Superfly, you got Survivor's Remorse. I mean, straight out of Compton, the Equalizer, bro. The list goes on and on, bro. Like, what do you think was your big, like, first ever exciting experience on one of these huge sets? Yo, I mean, uh, I guess exciting, man. My first, my first film was. You know, I did Friday after next. Yeah. That was, that probably was my most nervous and exciting moment. My most embarrassing moment was working with Denzel. Uh, That was, that was embarrassing. Um, (laughs) I can imagine terrifying. Just embarrassing, man. Like the whole flight, I'm over, I'm hyping myself. You know, I'm like, oh, wait till he see me. (laughs) He hasn't seen Alan Maldonado yet. Denzel Washington, okay. I'm like, yeah, wait till he see me. So we, on the day of the first day, of course, my van is late, oh, so I'm shit. running late. I'm running late to set, so I, I get rushed through everything, makeup, wardrobe. I'm they're they literally walking me straight to my mark, 
And as I'm walking to my mark where they've all got everything all set up, Antoine Fuqua pops out of nowhere like, hey, man, it's all the tape, man. I really like what you did. Right, great, man. You're going to do well. I'm like, what? And he disappears. I'm like, hey, like, go. The director didn't give me no direction. Like, I'm just, I'm just I'm like, all right. All right, we just go wing it. We just go wing this shit. So I get on the, I get on the mark. And next thing you know, he's where Antoine Fuqua went, went in hiding. I hear his voice say, action. Denzel hits the corner. It was like the that the monster in the ring at the end of the movie when she stepped out of the TV and the first time you saw it, you was like, oh! That's how I felt. That's, that's how I felt when he hit the corner. I froze up. He's, I'm supposed to say a line as he's passing. He almost leaves the building as much as like, he's trying to hold on to his character while waiting for me to say <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, Denzel Washington. I mean, you know, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. After after that embarrassing moment comes up, he introduces himself. I'm like, he's like, what's your name? I say, good morning. I say, okay, that's that's not my name. That's not my name. Good morning. <laughs> not my name. Wow. That is that. This is the total opposite of what I thought of. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know my name. Like, like <laughs> so so yeah, no, nah, that was that was exciting, man. You know, that was a, 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 it's it's even strange saying it out loud, man, that I, I actually had the opportunity to do a film with Denzel Washington. Oh dude, man, that's so epic. It's so but but what a story to tell afterwards, right? I mean, even now <laughs> yes, you can just yes. tell, like I mean, any opportunity like that is just amazing. And you got so much stuff coming up. Like, like we said, I, I mean, Netflix with, with Project Power, it, it was just a huge mm-hmm. success. I have no doubt a yeah. sequel would be coming for that. I, I, I've come got on, to imagine. Come on now, the new two. I don't, I, <laughs> exactly. I think that powers in the sequel, man. Exactly. You're recovered from that gunshot wound. You're ready to go, bro. Listen, like, come on, I'm ready bro. to go, man. <laughs> I, tripped, I tripped and fell in the power power. We're going to rewrite the whole movie right the now. Hell yeah. Let's <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I feel like there's opportunity there, though. I mean, look. there it is, man. I, look, I'm there. I'm set up. All I'm right. set up already. I'm established. <laughs> That's it. I'm established. Well, look, I, I mean, I feel like you got some, some leeway. You got you got some negotiation power going on because Netflix clearly likes you. They picked up sneakerheads, dude. Congratulations yeah, on yeah. that. Thank you. Oh, Thank dude. You, man. Excited. Super excited about excited, that. Man. Yeah. For, you know, I'm excited for the world to not just see, you know, the work that I've done in it, but just the incredible, you know, cast that we have, especially my running mate, uh, Andrew Bassler King Batch, man. He came through and you know, um, he came aboard. He did me a favor, man. I, he, I, I want to be a part of this. I handpicked it myself. And, uh, I really felt um, in this particular role, uh, it's different than what a lot of people have uh, grown accustomed to me in a comedy setting being usually i'm usually the funny guy where right. in, this, in this particular series i play the straight man and um i really wanted somebody that i can trust and that i felt was a, a comedic genius that he is and bats came through and represented man I'm, I'm just really excited for people to see our chemistry on on camera um you know and just how special that is i think it's gonna be dope yeah, no doubt. And uh, dude, th- this reality, the the the, the whole premise of this show—this is a huge thing right now going down. I, I mean, with with, with, yeah, with the nah, sneakers, the man, it's culture, huge. Yeah, the sneaker culture is big, man. Like you know, as in doing research for the role, um, like I can appreciate a sneaker, but I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a sneakerhead because I know them guys. Them guys go 
hole. Yeah, they, they go deep into it. They go deep into it. They're cleaning it with toothbrushes. Like, they're doing yeah, all man, of that. But that's the thing. They it, It's past that. They would drop them off as shoe cleaners. Shout Ooh, out to Jake yeah. and Mark. Yeah. Like, they're shoe cleaners now. Like, no, you, you, it's beneath them to, to scrub their own shoes with toothbrushes now. Like, that's, you talk about prehistoric times. Like, you could drop it off at the cleaners. Like, these <laughs> shoes are worth $10,000. Like, these are vehicles. Like, it's like, like once you was $30,000, like, wait a minute, that's a Camry. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> and they, they're never going to wear them either. They're going to keep them nice and no, crisp. Like, but see, that's the, with some of the sneaker heads, they do. Like, it's insane, man. Like, I, that's what I would. That's why I wouldn't consider myself. I wouldn't want to disrespect anybody that's a true sneakerhead by right. calling myself for that. I, I can say I can appreciate a good shoe, and I got I got a couple. I got a couple sneakers that I that I you know that I, I think that that are expensive. That I was like, you know what, I got to get these. But those guys, man, I, I as much respect to those guys because they've really turned that uh, a, a pair of sneakers into an art form, mm-hmm. and you know the culture is what the culture is. The value to the sneaker, not the sneaker, man. And it, and, I, and I just hope that with the show, that people really, uh, you know, really enjoy what we're trying to do and enlightenment and bring people that may not be sneakerheads into the culture. Absolutely, I Absolutely. love that, man. And I mean, I really want to talk about what it was like working opposite of this freaking comedy legend Tracy Morgan, man, on freaking yeah. the last OG. What was that like, especially like? Yeah, man, it's it's a uh, man. I feel like I've just been in 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 college, and and it's been strange. Like I feel like I've been a fly on the wall. Not even though I've you know people have seen me and have you know see my career grow over the years, but I just feel like I've been a fly on the wall of all these legends, listening and learning um, from Tracy, from Denzel, from working with Sir Bean Kingsley. Um, uh, I, 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 it's just, I, I can't, uh, Jennifer Aniston, like I've worked with a bunch of incredible actors that I've just soaked in all the information and Tracy Morgan was just another one on the list that I just was, you know, on the comedic side that he's always on. Like he's never, he's never not Tracy Morgan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he's, never not, he's, he's never not Tracy Morgan. That's who he is, man. And he's just everything is about how can I make people laugh, and that's what's special about him. Definitely, man. Definitely. And I mean, an up and comer herself. Like these past couple of years have been huge for Tiffany Haddish. So I mean, she oh, yeah. must be an amazing soul to work with. Yeah, man. I'm just. I'm I'm just happy for her, man. I knew her before um, the last OG, and we worked on an MTV pilot years. Mm. So um, the respect for her is is very high. Just to just to understand and know the grind that she was, you know, that she witnessed, and that, that you know that I witnessed, and that we both were enduring at the same time as we were climbing this, you know, this ladder of success, man. And I'm just over the moon of all of the success that she's been able to obtain. The last couple of years, she deserves it, man. It's like, man, this is, you know, it takes 20 years to become an overnight success, man. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Man, man, I can't wait. I can't wait for that night to happen. You know what (laughs) what I'm saying? Like, I I, I enjoy for anybody that's going, that's having that moment, man. Like, enjoy it. Exactly. Oh, dude. I, uh, okay, look, yours is coming, no doubt. I want to talk about your workout videos on Instagram, dude, are intensely insane. <laughs> oh, like, 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 let me tell you, they are some of the most entertaining like videos that I that I watch. 
And you just Thank relentless you, on that little guy, man. The little, the little thin guy, dude. You, you just like <laughs> hardcore on. <laughs> like, I absolutely. For anybody who is not following you, y'all need to follow him on Instagram and watch Thank these because they are fantastic. Which leads me to you are one ripped motherfucker, dude. You, you are like <laughs> ripped. So when Thank I saw you, that you were signing on to Stars, like, is he gonna go toe to toe with Stephen Amell? Because that is like two dudes I would love to see throw down <laughs> on that show. So, so talk about that, dude. What What's the role coming up in Stars? Are you going to throw down? Listen, man, I play a pro wrestler named Rooster. Um, so you know how that goes. You know how that goes. So, you know, it's inevitable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, being that that's the world that we're creating, man, led by the great, you know, Mike O'Malley, uh, who's show running and, and, and kind of leading the ship of the series. Man. Oh, yeah. And I'm just... I'm just really excited to get over there and get to playing. You know, um, I put on 25 pounds of muscle for this role, so I'm uh, I'm ready to go. Hell yeah, bro! Like shit. I, I have no <laughs> doubt. No doubt that is going to be a hit. I have, I have absolutely no Thank doubt you, it is gonna, it is going to kill it, man. So, and you're an entrepreneur. You're a business owner. Amongst all the other stuff that you are doing, you, you're a business owner, and you and you you have a music company, and and I mean, it's just. Yeah. Dude, talk about that. For anybody who doesn't know, music placement in the industry is one of the hardest things to get done in this industry, and yet you're killing it, bro. Thank you, man. We we started this company maybe three years ago, and um, I've been doing TV placements for the past eight years. And it was a you know as a musician, um, uh, I began to you know venture off into just other options early on in my career as a musician. Like, wait a minute, this is, there's, you know, there's money on this side of the ball, not just, um, becoming Jay-Z, so to speak. Right. Uh, there's, there's money in so many different avenues aside from just becoming a, you know, household artist. So I began to, you know, make music for TV placements. Eventually, you know, um, I kind of fell out of love with music and then, uh, ran into my business partner over the years that I've known since, he was 16 years old and he was in the business basically since he was a kid to this point. And we started getting down music and, um, we're, we're, man, we're, um, we get placements all over the world. We have a, a huge deal with B, um, BMG that uh-huh. will be, um, doing a, doing a, the majority of the music over there for TV and place. So our catalog will now be represented by BMG, wow. um, which is one of the biggest, uh, TV and film placement catalogs in the world. So, um, it's just been leveling up, man, and I'm like I'm excited to say that I've re-entered into doing music after like a five, six year hiatus. So mm. uh, I'll be releasing uh, some music at the end of the year. Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, that's re- even more yeah. so. I mean, gonna have to have you back on, bro, when that shit drops. Like, let's do it! Let's <laughs> do it. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, speaking of music, a little bit, you're gonna be playing a musician in an upcoming role, a uh, scroll wheel of the t- of time. I mean, you're gonna be jaw rule himself, man. <laughs> like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was fun, man. That was, you know, that was some, the same people. That was some, you know, that was family over there. They kept the same cast direction from Blackish. And they, you know, they had this situation where they had this this uh, kind of skit where they wanted to involve a Ja Rule lookalike. So we thought it'd be fun. <laughs> we thought it'd be fun to go over there and have some fun. Yeah, nah, shout out, man. 
man. That was that was fun. Man. Like, <laughs> I just hope that John Rule ain't too mad because I still rock with John Rule. Right. <laughs> Even after the fire festival, bro. Like, Come on, man. People make mistakes. Man. I, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. People That's make it. mistakes. You gotta learn. You gotta learn how to forgive people. Man. Come on. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> just the fact that it's it's, it's hilarious as hell. It, it was worth it. Like that. Oh yeah. That thing was crazy. <laughs> like I don't even want to get into it. That just was a crazy situation. It really was. It's a moment in time, good or bad. Man. Exactly. It's a moment in time that we all remember. It's <laughs> definitely <laughs> do not blame him fully for that shit. That was definitely that other no, dude. No, like, <laughs> no, man. Yeah, man. Like yo, sometimes you put your name on stuff. You like, wait a minute. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, that um, was. I misjudged this one. I misjudged this. One. Oh yeah, we've all been in that situation <laughs> we've yeah. all been there man oh shit but i mean what do you think is probably your most like the funnest time you've ever had on set besides all the stuff we've talked about before i mean like you said we you've worked with some very notable names nobody oh, shit. i had the opportunity to uh do the call of the call of the ghost with james mangle and, you know, he's like the Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, all the Wolverines walk the line. And getting into that space of uh, of an action, you know, becoming an action star, that's the goal. So right. being able to get go to do Call of Duty, you basically, like, live the video game. I got to shoot everything from handguns to bazookas. Oh, to wow. Shoot, you know, I got to flirt with Megan Fox. It was a great time. <laughs> it was a great time. <laughs> of course, man. It was a great time i want it i want to keep the you know the party going like i want that again like that's what i want damn straight damn straight and mangold's a monster dude he, he's a badass like i mean for anybody who doesn't know he's a brilliant filmmaker dude <laughs> yes he is i can love james i love mango <laughs> <laughs> well you mentioned writing early that you're writing do you see yourself maybe going behind the camera and doing some directing and stuff like that in the future oh yeah most definitely man i've had the opportunity to direct uh a several short films in a, in a Google series. Um, and so I, I've definitely dibbled and dabbled in that. And, um, and I'm excited for that. I got some, you know, some things in the works where I'll be making that happen, but I'm just trying to pick the right project, to, you know, to make my directing debut. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have no doubt like you're going to do it and it's going to yeah. be successful. Cause you just, you ooze passion, bro. And like when you have that much fun and that much passion, and like you said, now you're just, you're doing it. You're not doing it for the money. You're not working to work and, and, and you just, you're doing it for all the right reasons, dude. So success is bound to come no matter what you do. Thank you, man. Thank you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. And I mean, I got to know, man, because I mean, you doing so many different things. What's the end goal? You know what? I'm going to keep it very, very simple, man. To do do whatever the hell I want, man. Um, (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) I just want to be able to do do what I want. Um, Again, back to, you know, um, working to live. Like, I just want to live and do whatever I want. And, I, and I'm not a, a person that wants for much, but I do like a little luxury too. So exactly. there's certain things that I have to, you know, I have to work hard in certain areas in order to live the lifestyle that I want to live. But ultimately it's freedom and happiness. Exactly. Mm. I mean, and, we, we, and talk- I love what I do. So there you it's, go. That, that's endless. That's what it's about. I mean, we talk about it all the time that basically, I mean, money can be a crutch sometimes. Sometimes people like 
they just basically work to pay bills and like do things like that. But when you don't have to worry about money at all, that's when you can start living. That's when you can start truly enjoying life and this beautiful earth that we're on, man. There's so many amazing places you can go and experience different cultures and a whole bunch of different shit that's just so amazing. And so, yeah, that's really what it's about. Just try not even to be famous, but just to fucking live life. Yeah, nah, man. Be be famous to yourself. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's another another t shirt. The man, the man is just dropping them. Yeah, underdog, put that on the t shirt, man. <laughs> be famous, famous to, to yourself. yourself that's it. <laughs> yeah, man, that's the truth. Oh man! So listen, okay, you, you kind of been dropping it the whole interview, <laughs> so but we're gonna ask you to do some more. What advice? Because we like to end the interviews with, with this. What advice man. would you pass on to people trying to come up in the industry, and what pitfalls would you tell them to make sure that they avoid? Okay, um, I try to make the, a, a long answer short, man, just because it's important. Um, for actors, you got to thoroughly understand that you are not starting an acting career, but you're starting a, a small business. Mm. Um, this will alleviate a lot of the emotional uh, disappointment that you're going to receive as you begin to build equity in this business. Because a lot of times, you most actors are going for a role and be like, man, I like this. But it's like, wait a minute. If, if you saw yourself as a small business and you, you're competing against these other small and established small businesses, what I like to explain is that if you had $40 million and you had to bet it on black, this is what happens. You have to really, you know, you want to know how often it's landed on black. You want to know every ideal statistics on how you're going to get your money back. That's so it. if I'm putting $40 million in a film, this actor could be the greatest actor I ever saw in my life. But his last movie did $5. This other guy, I don't even like this other guy, but his last movie did a billion dollars. I'm going to pick the guy you know, that last movie did a billion dollars because I want my money back. That's all that these investors are concerned with, you yep. know? So understanding that it's a business and you have to build your small, small, your small business to gain equity for these, these big companies to invest in you. So you getting an audition is this company investing in you in the belief that you can help them complete their overall goals, which you getting a return on the money that's invested. That is, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think enough people go into the industry understanding that. So that's invaluable advice. I mean, let's be honest about it. You are a brand and you've got to build your brand and yeah. you've got to make your brand desirable for those investors to put you in something. And you're exactly yeah. right, man. I think that's about as yeah. real as it gets. I think that, you know, the, the, the people that came in and dominated social media really had that, had that understanding early and understood that's what it was about. And now, you know, those same individuals are getting opportunities in in many different facets, not just acting, but just uh, sponsorships, endorsements, hosting. Like they just they understood that if I build equity on my brand, people will want to invest in it. And so it not just in acting, just like as I built my career, not as just an actor, but as a writer, as a director, as a producer, and all these other things. But that was built through the equity of acting in my experience. That's it. That's it. I love it. Dude, so good. Thank you, man, for taking some time nah, out of your no day, problem. bro. Like, this was so good. So fun, really. Might have been the funnest interview we've ever had. Uh, hey, man, man, I don't care if you said it. If you say that at the end of every interview, I'm going to say I'm going to take it as, as, as the best one ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to believe you. You're right. This is the best interview ever. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Seriously, with the open invite, though, dude, you got so much going on. We definitely want to have you back on and continue the conversation, no problem, bro. Man. 
man. Yeah, as soon as I, as soon as I get the music all set and ready and rock and rolling, man, we gonna we gonna do this. We gonna do this party again, man. Hell yeah, hell up. yeah, <laughs> well, dude! Thanks so much for coming and talking to us today, man. I know the listeners are gonna love this one, and uh, dude, just continued success, man. Take care, and we'll, we'll definitely holler at you, bro. Awesome, man. Thank you, guys. Man, y'all have a good one. You too, man. You Take care. Well. All right. See ya. Man, just so good. I think that's a great way to look at things because, I mean, a lot of people do get wrapped up in the emotions of the entertainment industry and getting denied a job or not getting a call back, things like that. But if you look at yourself as a brand and treat yourself as a small business, these huge businesses like Warner Brothers, Warner Media, Disney, they are investing in you. So that's a great way to look at it and not get your feelings hurt. Absolutely. And I love his motto about, you know, not working for, you know, life. Yeah. Because I think there are so many people who do that. They literally get up every day and their only purpose is to work. And how can you possibly live life like that? Exactly. So so I I just love his whole philosophy, man, his whole outlook. I agree. I agree, man. I know the listeners are going to love this one. Thank you again, Alan, for coming on the show. All right, man. (sighs) Jason, our podcast producer, Mm. making the top five so damn difficult every single week. I know I say this every single time, but still... Jack Nicholson films. Woo! That's rough, man. To try to pin it down. Yeah. Like, like this guy has been in everything, Exactly. Like, I I don't even know. I don't even know where to start because, I mean, with him, like, kind of bouncing in everything, maybe not being the leading man in something, it's just like, eh, but Mm. I, I literally went with fucking anything that he's ever been in. I mean, it's true. Like, it's just been awesome. Yeah. I tried to find some rare ones, too, but, you know, it's hard to do. Yeah. Because everything he was in was, like, epic. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Well, my number five goes to Something's Gotta Give. Yes. In his later years. I mean, the rom-com him and Diane Keaton and Keanu Reeves and John Favreau. Like, there's so many epic people in this film that, I mean, it's just, like... It's a rom-com. Everybody needs a good rom-com every now exactly. and then. But yeah, Jack Nicholson, even in that kind of role, because I mean, normally you think about his earlier work being very dramatic, but even in a rom-com, like, he's great, man. He's just such a good actor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then uh, in the same kind of a sense, I tried to find one that's like, you don't think about it off the top of your head with, with, a, with a Jack Nicholson film, right? Yeah. Like, so I went with About Schmidt. Where it's kind of like a a late life crisis. His wife suddenly dies on him and he's got an estranged relationship with the daughter and she's about to get married. So after the death, he kind of jumps in an RV and he's retired. So he's kind of lost in life about what his purpose is and everything. Gets in this RV and drives across town, you know, country to try to stop his daughter's wedding and fix the relationship and everything. And I mean, Dermot Mulrooney, Hope Davis, Kathy Bates. It's a phenomenal cast, but just this idea of an older Nicholson lost and trying to figure out life i just think it's one of his best performances yeah. honestly and one of his underrated performances that not a people remember so yeah. i mean on my list number five about schmidt well that's kind of how it was with my number four as well and i'm going with as good as it gets i mean when he's trying mm. to like i mean obviously he's an old school writer and trying to adapt to this new culture with like living by a gay artist so he's trying to adapt to that and i mean like i said before just anything this guy is in he's so damn good damn near like one of the best actors of all time like i just this is a really good movie because it helps people learn things about themselves and learns how to adapt to other situations maybe you're not comfortable with so i yeah as good as it gets my number four there it is there it is and my number four 
at the top of the game, like one of his all-time biggest films, one of his all-time best films, and uh, probably one of his all-time best performances, in my opinion, Chinatown. Uh. Yes, old old Jack uh, investigator, you know, uh, in the seedy world of adultery wives, and you know, trying to trying to pick apart bad marriages and everything, and he just gets caught up in this huge murder scandal, and um, it's just Faye Dunaway is mm. absolutely brilliant in this film with Jack Nicholson, and I think you know the big controversy around this one is, of course, it was directed by Roman Polanski. Yeah. Um. So, you know, yeah, it had a kind of a lot of stuff going on back in the day when it came out. But um, I don't think anybody would argue that Chinatown was one of his best performances yeah. by far. Um, and they made a sequel about it. You know, a few years back, a few years now, it's like twenty years ago. Yeah, right. that sequel <laughs> like, was made. But remember, they uh, supposedly have got a Chinatown series in the works. Yeah. Like, a, like so. Um, you know, the story is still popular. I don't know if Nicholson will be in any way, shape, or form involved with it. But Chinatown, number four on my list. It, one of my favorites definitely really good man really good uh my number three goes to batman batman like i was saying even if he wasn't in the leading role he was a great secondary villain i mean basically being the joker like honestly one of the best jokers of all time like so damn good him heath ledger and freaking uh joaquin like they're just so damn good, man. So damn good. And he, I feel like he completely approached it from a different aspect. I feel like he started the dark side of the on-screen Joker. Like, I mean, with, I mean, the telling the backstory, how he became and how he got his face uh, pale and all that, uh, like, fell into the acid and shit. Like, I think he made some footsteps that these other great actors walked in, basically. Yeah, yeah. What I like is that all three versions were so drastically different. Yeah. Like like with Joaquin's character and like in Heath Ledger's character there was like circumstances of life slowly drove them to where they became. Yeah. But with Nicholson's, it was like he was just a, a straight up smart guy, the yeah. right hand man to a gangster, a hard thug, had shit going. He was like on top of the and, world. And like, literally yeah. falling into the vat of acid and his whole world being changed by the, the fucked up look that it gave drove him insane yeah made him this crazy joker so yeah it's an interesting you know kind of a whole how they all approached it but just brilliant man yeah just it by far i mean scary fucking joker yeah right i mean uh, you know that's what i was saying because like i mean you saw the joker's insecurities in this one because he was like he didn't think he was good looking at all and ugly and like he put on the uh, skin color makeup yeah. to make himself like look like a normal person when I mean everybody knows that's not what he was so exactly it wasn't until well later that he embraced his joker side he was like you said trying to cover it up he's like no I'm still normal yeah yeah really 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 good um my number three Hoffa mm. I mean what can Such you say I mean the film is absolutely just mind-blowing brilliant. I don't think you could have ever, not to knock the Irishman or anything, but I don't think you will ever get a better performance as Jimmy Hoffa yeah. than this film with Jack Nicholson. It was just spot-on brilliant from start to finish. His performance was absolutely epic. I don't have to explain the story. Everybody knows the Everybody fucking knows. story of Hoffa. <laughs> but if you haven't seen the film and his performance as Hoffa, you need to watch it because it's at one of the rare ones where he actually makes like the 
transformation with the look. Yeah. You know, you go from Joker to Hoffa, but two of the rare movies where he actually did the makeup and the transformations to kind of look like the character, um, which he doesn't do a lot. Yeah. Um, so just, yeah, if you're a gangster guy and you like those type films and you like real life crime stories and everything, you got to watch this one. Hoffa, man. Definitely. Definitely. Well, my number two goes to a great, like, buddy comedy, basically. The Bucket List. Oh, so and good. Morgan Freeman, like basically everybody knows Jack Nicholson was like the money guy. Like he had it all. Like it was, he could do whatever he wanted. And then everybody knows Morgan Freeman was kind of like a mechanic, just down on his luck, always never had the money for his bills or anything like that. So when they came together and helped each other out, uh, uh, Freeman's character being able to show Nicholson's character the brighter side of life and mm-hmm. what's worth living and what matters, and Nicholson being able to help uh, Freeman's character experience the world, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just such a good movie. And, I mean, the bucket list. I feel like a lot of people have coined that term now. Like, they really make bucket lists to where they want to do all these things before they kick the bucket so, absolutely such a good movie man yeah dude I, I mean by far one of my favorites and again i think he's so known for these like over the top dramatic roles yeah. and these like psycho roles and all this kind of stuff he's a great comedian he is you know the, you think about the stuff he's done with adam sandler and like all these different comedic roles yeah. that he's had he's really funny yeah so i mean yeah that's a great pick man an absolutely great pick um my number two and this shouldn't surprise anybody, and if it does, I would be shocked. But <laughs> my number two, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, of course. I mean, come on, guys. It's making a huge comeback now, obviously, with Ratchet, you know, with Nurse Ratchet, and, and it just uh, – I, I mean, guys – this is a brilliant movie, okay, about a guy who's brought to a, a, you know, a psych ward, basically, a, a mental hospital, who he's not crazy. He's literally there and he's not crazy, okay? It's circumstances and he's there amongst all these like guys, you know, some are crazy, some are not. And 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 then of course Nurse Ratchet, who is in charge of controlling all of these people and yeah. keeping them under control and everything. And he basically becomes the troublemaker. He's like, you know, you guys deserve more. They deserve TV. They deserve to have this. They, you know. And he starts this rallying, you know, kind of thing to to rally the troops with the guys and to get better treatment, of course, which does not go over well with Nurse Ratchet or anybody in the hospital. Um, and causes all kinds of trouble. And as we all know, if you've seen it, he gets lobotomized at the end. Yeah. Um. You know, because they he attacks Nurse Ratchet and, you know, an attempted rape. Um, and, you know, he's he's lobotomized and um, he can't live like that. He said if he's ever tortured like, you know, and that ever happens to him, he doesn't want to live. So it, Big Chief smothers him with the pillow and then takes the big globe and breaks out of the mental hospital and everything. Just an absolutely brilliant film. Um, Danny DeVito, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, just, I mean, Samson as, as chief, um, who by the way was not, he wasn't even an actor. He was just a local guy there Oh wow! that kind of like, he was the only person, the size of the Indian chief that was in the novel that fit that. And they're like, you're it, dude, yeah. you're, you're doing this brilliant performance by him. Um, and then of course, Louise Fletcher as nurse ratchet and, um, I can't say enough. Kirk Douglas actually bought the rights to this film, Uh. and he was going to be in it and aged out before they could get it made. So Michael Douglas took it and produced it, put Nicholson in it. Rest is history. Exactly. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. So damn good. Boom! So damn good. Yeah, man. If you want to watch it now, like you said, uh, Ratchet's on Netflix and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest on Netflix as well. Um, My number one, I have talked about this movie a fuck ton. 
The Departed, Jack Nicholson mm. playing Frank Costello, a.k.a. Whitey Bulger, and, oh my gosh, Leo, Matt Damon, um, Mark Wahlberg, Martin Sheen, the list goes on and on. Everybody knows how much I love this movie. So, and I mean, his portrayal of this freaking character is so badass, the way he has to make sure that people are loyal to his organization yeah. to make sure that Leonardo DiCaprio's character isn't a rat or isn't a FBI informant or a police informant and to make sure that his guy on the inside um, Matt Damon's character stays on mm. his side because uh, Matt Damon's character grew up in the ranks with Whitey and then yeah you know you guys know the story it's just so damn good everybody knows my favorite the departed Leo Yes. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. My number one, it was I, I back and forth. I changed it. Like, I swear, 50 times. It was either A Few Good Men or my number one. And But we talked about A Few Good Men so much, you know, with, yeah. with, the, with the courtroom dramas and everything. And I felt like we gave it its due. Yeah. So, I, I number one, The Shining. Of course. I mean, come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Can you have a Jack Nicholson list without The Shining fucking Jack Torrance? Come on. All work, no play. Makes dull boy. Yeah, you know. Just like, you know, when he comes through that door with the axe, you know. Here's Johnny. Exactly. I'm not going to hurt Jack. Yeah. I'm not going to hurt Jack. Such a good scene. I'm just going to bash your fucking brains. I mean, it's so good. Poor Shelly Duvall, man. Little Danny Torrance. And like, I just... But the creepiest thing still, I, uh, this movie terrifies me even to this day. Grown ass man, those creepy ass twins, and then Jack at the end, frozen over in the fucking yeah. maze, just like, like, woo. Yeah. But his progression from a guy that's like being isolated and and like how it messes with you mentally and totally fucks your head up and just his progression into craziness and, yeah. and just like absolutely brilliant and the crazy thing about it is fucking stephen king hated it yeah he hated the yeah. film he hated the version of it and i'm like this is like, brilliant why? how can you hate this but there it is my number one the shining man so damn good so damn good great top five segment yeah man, man. i mean jack nicholson is an amazing creative actor anything you want to call them because this guy is does everything he's awesome um, if you have other jack nicholson films that you want to let us know that are your favorite please let us know comment down below in the youtube comment section or if you're listening on podcast platforms comment below on the description section so we're super excited about it if you're watching on youtube like i said do those youtube things all that good stuff we appreciate it man yeah, it's really yeah. good it's really freaking good it is well now heading over to the box office recap slow slow and uh slow yes uh tenant still number one it mm. came in with 3.4 million yep uh the new mutants still number two came in with 1.1 million yep unhinged still number three came in with one million altogether mm. number four break it back into the box office top yes. five star wars episode five empire strikes back i am your father so damn good mm. man so damn good one of the best star wars movies of all time and oh, one of God. the best reveals unexpected reveals of all time it's yes. like yeah just great yeah it was my number one on that top five that's right house. that's right so good and you want to know what's even better news tenet the new mutants and unhinged we can see now holy shit yeah they finally opened a theater near us we can actually go see those with gloves Hand sanitizer, masks, and eighty feet apart. Yes, but we 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 can Still finally see them. see them. Yeah, though, so you know. 
I'm excited. Me too. I'm excited. Um, new movies that are coming out in select theaters, possibly near you. Uh, <laughs> the Boys in the Band, uh, Time Rewind, mm. uh, Professor Uncut, uh 2067 and yeah. 12 hour shift sure sure i didn't see any of those listed at ours no so I, I, yeah yeah and movies you can still go see are the broken hearts gallery shortcut the last shift um interesting yeah. uh the last shift and uh, kajillionaire the, uh, kajillionaire right? yeah and the spongebob movie sponge on the run mm. i just I, it's going to be the same i feel like i yeah. think tenet's going to be number one new mutants is going to be number two uh, Unhinged is gonna be number three. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. I don't know, man. Mm. I don't know. And I, it looks like Hocus Pocus, that Disney movie, is making a resurgence. Oh, uh, well, the that box makes office. sense around Halloween. Yeah. So maybe that, maybe that'll break into the top five, at least the top ten. But yeah, yeah. There it is. There it is, guys. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Now we're going over to the IMDb Pro Top Trending segment. You yes. No, we love this freaking app, especially before we started this show. Because guess what, guys? Harvey is getting freaking uh, charged in LA. Yes. Harvey Weinstein. So, and you know where we found that out? IMDb Pro. And speedy recovery to Rick Moranis. And fuck you to whoever beat him up on the streets of New York. Right? Why do you attack Rick Moranis? Like, why? Oh, my gosh, no man. Come on, man. You can find all that news in IMDb Pro. You really can. Like, you can, man. It's you awesome, You really man. can. Do all those amazing things. Um, the top trending movie this week, by no surprise, really epic. I'm watching this one tonight. Enola Holmes. Mm. Billy Bobby Brown's Enola Holmes. And uh, Henry Cavill's in it. Superman. Uh, so, yeah. I'm super pumped. Super pumped. Yes. I heard it's pretty good. And the top trending TV show is Ratchet. Yes. Uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the top trending TV star, or they're just the star, not TV star, uh, Millie Bobby Brown. So fucking Netflix dominates this segment. It's true. Like every week. It's true. Next week, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Lily Collins and or Emily in Paris or both will be on that list. We shall see. Well, I'm just saying it debuted this week. It's huge. She's huge. I'm just saying. Who knows? <laughs> it's it's absolutely wild. Guys. I could be wrong, but I'm right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm right. <laughs> oh man! Thank you guys so much for getting a little crazy with us on what episode 132 Woo! this week. 132. Thank you again, Alan Maldonado, for coming on the show and yes. just getting freaking crazy, getting us pumped like such an inspiration. I want to hire that dude as a trainer. I do too. Like 25 pounds of muscle. That is one ripped dude, guys. Yeah. I mean, I just like insane. Seriously, Help. seriously. I need help. Right. Uh, <laughs> be sure to follow the company on social media at Crazy Ant Media. Be sure to follow the podcast at Crazy Ant Media as well. ItCap Podcast. Yes. And you can also follow us both personally. Myself, JLo Fantastic, and Crazy Ant Guy 1970. That's right. That's right. And you subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, all those good places. And if you're watching us on YouTube, we look damn good, don't we? We are... <laughs> You already know. You already know why. We already know why. We said at the top. Uh, be sure to do all those YouTube things. Like the video. Hit that subscribe button. Ring the bell f- to get notified every time we drop a crazy video. We're so super thrilled about our YouTube presence. And now, since our videos are going to look better, woot woot. Um, be sure to visit our website, crazyantmedia.com, for all the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. Yes. People are scooping them up. Uh, get them 
Get them as holiday gifts, guys. I mean, they're going now while supplies last. Yeah, while supplies last. You better get them now because Jeremy Gordon is going to buy them all. All of them. I mean, he's he is going to wipe us out of inventory if you don't buy them now. Like, I right. mean, Seriously. thank you, Jeremy. All kidding aside, thank you, man. We yeah. appreciate you. Dude, like, this show, it was so damn good. I don't know if I can pick one specific I, no, part. Yeah. Like, the industry news was filled of greatness. I mean, obviously, the interview was so damn fun. Um, like, yeah, just the whole show, man. That's all, yeah. I would agree. There wasn't a single moment of the show that I didn't just love talking about and, and being a part of. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. I agree, man. I agree. You know what kind of status we're on right now with this YouTube? <laughs> with this like, new lighting yeah, and with shit? the lighting. <laughs> we're on the only O that matters status. That's right. Oprah! Oprah!